I'm glad it will not be long, but I believe the word that he's coming quickly, and I want to be ready, don't you? Appreciate the good Holy Ghost that is, is here tonight, and we appreciate each and every one of you, and uh, just <laughs> this wonderful church, you wonderful people, wonderful pastor and his wife, uh, wonderful service we had here last night. And uh, we're looking forward to what God has in store for us here tonight. Thank you again for all your kindness, your giving. May the Lord richly bless you. Why don't we get in one more time and let's uh, let's worship the Lord as Sister Jessie sings to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was going down for the last time, hope it fled, no relief inside. Joy long gone, sorrow stole my song, peace and mountain wings have flown. Then a gentleman blew the scene changed, suddenly I knew everything would be okay. Heaven opened up a brighter day if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Tell me, where would I be? Where would I be? There's just no way I would be here tonight had he not found me. Where would I be? Now I'm on the mountaintop again, drinking from the fountain, cold and clear. Then troubles came, trials knew my name, burdens found me, circumstances changed. Heaven help was what I cried. Then a still small voice said, Child, you are mine. I will always be here on time if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Tell me where would I be? Where would I be? There's just no way I would be here tonight had it not found me. Where would I be? Now I'm on the mountaintop again, drinking from the fountain, cold and clear. Then troubles came, trials knew my name, burdens found me, circumstances changed. Heaven help was what I cried. Then a still small voice said, Child, you are mine. I will always be here on time if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Tell me where would I be? Where would I be? There's just no way I would be here tonight had it not found me. Where would I be? In a gutter cold, on a dead end road. If it had not been for him, it 
my rope, living life with no hope. If it had not been for him, lost and alone and afraid, losing hold of my faith. If it had not been for him, where would I be? Where would you be? If it had not been, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? Where would I be? There's just no way I would be here tonight had he not found me. Where would I be? If it had not been for the Lord, where would we be? Thank you, Lord. Matthew, the 27th chapter. I come with a heavy heart tonight, and I'm praying that the Lord will do a work in someone's heart around this altar again. As I said last night, I've just felt in prayer the last few months to put such a precedent on the altar services because that's where the help comes is our altar services. I know churches are trying to eradicate the altar. Well, if they get rid of the altar, they need to get rid of the name church too. Matthew 27 and verse number 1. The Bible says, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayeth him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed. There's a crucial point right there. He departed and went and hanged himself. He cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Pray with me, Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful service. God, the blessed Holy Ghost that we feel. God, we pray, Lord, for conviction to fall in this house. God, I'm reaching for a heart, reaching for a soul in this building. God, I want someone to take a trip to Calvary tonight. God, to find that forgiveness, to find that liberty, to find that redemption that only comes through your blood. And God, we ask it in your wonderful holy name. Amen. And amen. Thank you for standing. What a solemn text that lays before us here tonight. One man said our past may have made us who we are, but we don't have to stay that way. If I could talk to you for a few minutes here tonight, I'd just simply like to title this text, Hung by Your Past. 
hung by your past. I believe in this service that someone can get victory over yesterday's mistakes, yesterday's misdeeds, yesterday's mastery that it holds on your life. There can be a conquering, there can be a crushing, there can be an overcoming, a victory that you can find over your past around this altar here tonight. No matter what a man's past may have been, his future through the blood of Jesus Christ is spotless. I read of a young man who uh, approached his pastor one afternoon and told his pastor that he just couldn't live this way anymore. He just didn't think he could do it anymore. Just didn't think he could serve God. Just didn't think he could attend church. He just couldn't live it anymore. And the pastor questioned him and said, what seems to be the trouble? He said, well, pastor, it seems that every day that I wake up, my yesterdays keep showing up in my todays. I wonder if we were to be honest here tonight, if there was a soul in this house that would be honest with yourself and honest with God that you feel stuck, that you feel like you just can't progress, that you feel like you just can't get it right, that you feel like you just can't pray it through because your yesterdays keep showing up in your today. But I must preach to you this truth that there is a higher power than the power over the power that your past has on your heart. There is a victory. There is a mighty overcoming of the things that are behind you. He has ordained this service for his glory. He has ordained this service because he knew that there would be someone in this house that's struggling with your yesterdays that you just cannot get the victory over a mistake that you made in your yesterdays but thank God that he's not only a God of my yesterday but he's a God of my today and a God of my tomorrow there is a victory over your past <laughs> How solemn that it is. Judas, he saw, he was a witness. He had a VIP seat to everything that the Lord done. He was there when the miracles happened. He saw those receive sight, saw the deaf ears unstopped he beheld it his hands had literally touched it so close as to physically reach out and touch heaven's holy one but yet somewhere along the line Satan entered into his heart and he would do a dastardly deed he would become the betrayer as they sat at supper. 
gathered around the table, Jesus gives the sop. My God. He passes the sop over. The sop being a bread dipped in a sweet cream. The sop was always given to the guest of honor at a supper. The sop was always given to one who was highly favored and who was loved. My God. So even in that moment of confusion, even in that moment when Satan had to pull on his heart, mercy still reached out, love still reached out, grace still reached out. My God, he didn't have to do it. My God, he could have turned it around. And may I please preach to somebody you better be thankful because mercy has reached out again and grace has reached out again and love has reached out again. You do not have to go to hell because of your past, but you can find forgiveness at the cross of Jesus Christ. <laughs> he would exit that dinner the devil would enter into his heart. And after the deed was done, after the transaction had occurred, Judas could not handle what he had done. That storm in his mind, that storm in his soul, he could not handle what he had done. He tried to go back and get a return on the transaction. But they casted him out. They had nothing to do with him. And so he casted down the 30 pieces of silver. Now you say that wasn't a lot to sell the Savior out for. Well, there's a lot in this hour that sells him out for a lot less. Help me, Holy Ghost. There's a lot in this hour for a moment of pleasure. Woo! Sells him out for a lot less. There's some that'll raise a hand. They'll shout. They'll say, I got a goosebump. But come Monday morning, they'll crucify him again. Come Monday morning, they'll sell him out again. Come Monday morning, they'll trample that blood again. Don't you think it's time to get committed? Don't you think it's time to stand true? Don't you think it's time to let the blood cover your soul and you can stand and proclaim, I've been forgiven. <laughs> There was no return. So Judas went out. What a crucial moment. He could not handle it. I know, Brother Jeffries, I know it was just a few hours, a few days since that transaction had occurred. But yet it was still his past. It was still his yesterday. And his past took such a hold on him that when he went out in that crucial moment, he let his past make a fool out of him. And his past hung him. He went out and he hung himself because he could not get victory over his 
voice to somebody. You can stay saved. You can live right. You can live pure. You can walk right. You can do right. You can be a child of the king. You can get victory over your past. (laughs) Did not Paul tell us Forgetting those things which are behind. That's easier said than done. Forgetting those things. That's actually in your Bible. That's not just on a home interior painting. That's actually on your Bible. Forgetting those things. Which are behind. How can I forget them? I can forget them because he's forgave them. You you can get it. Let me let me put it in reverse and go back. I can forget them because he's forgave them. And if he forgave them, then he told me that he forgot them. So why would I let the devil ruin me with something that Jesus has forgiven me of? I tell you what some of you need to do. You need to claim the work of God. You need to stand upon the word. You need to take hold of it and believe I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. Judas Judas went out we read of another man who would also go out Peter in the moment of trial denied him betrayed him did not have the courage to stand up in front of a damsel. My God of heaven. I know we like to preach on Peter. What a coward. Couldn't stand up in front of a little girl. Well, when they tell that dirty joke at your job, why do you stand there and laugh at it? Why do you give ear to it? My God. When you pass that website, you know you have no business on. And you say no one's watching. You ain't no different than Peter standing beside a fire. No, nobody may see you, but God does. (laughs) But Peter, Peter betrayed him. And the Bible says that Peter went out. Judas went out. Peter went out. But there was a different path that each of them took. Peter went out and wept bitterly. Let me bring it down to West Virginia terms for it. Peter went and found him an altar. And Peter prayed it through. You're at the crossroads tonight, sir. You're at the crossroads tonight, ma'am. That path can either hang you or you can take the path that 
Peter did. And you can go find you an altar. And you can ask God for forgiveness. And the same man that cowered on the day of Pentecost stood. And he preached to thousands the gospel of Jesus Christ. It preaches to us that you can get victory over your past. <laughs> A past that pursues the children of Israel were brought out from Egypt. A work of deliverance had occurred. They were brought out. But yet they came to the sea and their past was on their heels. But because God likes to use illustrations when he preaches, he told them children, I want you to look behind you. I'm fixing to bring you across on dry ground. And when we get over on the other side, I want you to look behind you. You see them that are coming upon you today. You shall see them again. No more. Forever. Spurgeon said it was like God took a pen. It will never in the sand. You're never gonna see them again because that's a God that will not only bring you out, but he'll give you victory over the clutches of your past. <laughs> but Chad, hold on here now. You're telling me whew, that my past has to lose its grip. Yes, sir. You're telling me that that thing that always raises its ugly head up in my life, I'm telling you, brother, tonight around this altar, God's going to drown the rider and the horses in the sea. Tonight around this altar, God's going to give you victory over it. Tonight around this altar, you're going to leave forgiven. You're going to leave free. You're going to leave liberated from your past. Mercy and grace walked in to a sinful city and pulled out a man and his wife, his family. Whew. Lot, you had no business there to begin with. Heaven brought him out with the only stipulation being don't look back. You got a past that will pursue you. You got a past that'll pull at you. I don't know what it was about that city, but there was such a hold on Lot's wife that in the midst of their victorious escape, if you will, she had to get one more look. How horrible it is. How horrible it is to actually feel the hand of mercy, Brother Jeffries, but yet to be pulled 
by that heart of lust that still desires the city that's in your yesterdays. Oh God. And there she turns and she looks and now she is a monument for all of us to remind us there ain't nothing worth going back over. I will not wallow in the ditch that he dug me out of. I will not glory in who I used to be. I will not glory in the sins I used to be involved in. But I will glory in he who brought me out. He who put me on a solid rock. He who established my guns. I will not look back, go back, call back, run back. But I'm going on for God. I believe in this service tonight that heaven's come to stop a hanging. I believe in this service tonight that the Holy Ghost has come to cut the rope. I believe in this service tonight there's going to be someone that says, I will not be a Judas. There's going to be someone that's going to say my past will lose its hold on me. But I will live forgiven. I will live pure. I will live right. I will live lost in the blood of a crucified lamb. <laughs> Let me just tell you this. You can live above what you had to live through. I know there's some of you in here that went through some very traumatic things in your life. There's some of you in here that had to deal with not only the accusations, the hatefulness of the world around you, but you had to deal with a lot of things in your yesterday. But you hear the preacher, you can live above. And every saint of God on us said hallelujah. You can live above what you had to live through. You do not have to become what you came through. When the three boys were pulled out of the furnace, whew, there wasn't nothing on them. There wasn't no remnants of the furnace. They didn't smell like smoke. They didn't look like tar. They weren't burnt. They weren't burnt to a crisp. They weren't even sweating because they testify to us. When God gets involved, you can live above. I said you can live above what you had to live through. <laughs> there is a power over your past. <laughs> I know he went. He asked for his half, left the father. Those fleshly desires took hold of him. His heart was already in the far country. Then he packed his bags, 
to go join his heart. But yet there came a time when he was empty, wasted, worn, broken, wounded, and full of scars. And now his hotel room is a pigsty. He's a shell of what he was. Whew. But yet in the mud, the muck, and the mire, there was something still so special about the Father's house. <laughs> that a wounded prodigal woke up one day and said, what am I doing here? <laughs> you, I can go back to Dad's house. Even the servants have bread enough and to spare. <laughs> God, I know what I'll do. I'll just get a good story together. I'll beg his forgiveness and I'll be happy just to be a servant at the Father's house. <laughs> so now the busted, bloody, bruised boy jumps the fence and he goes walking back to Dad's house. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time he's walking, he's thinking to himself, now what words can I string together to let dad know how sorry I am? He's trying to come up with a good story to try to make sure dad welcomes him back in the house. But somewhere along the line, while he was walking and thinking, there was a father who was standing and looking. And the father saw his boy yet a long way off. And right there, we see the first instance, if you will, of when God cuts you off. The boy makes contact with the father. And before he even opens his mouth, mercy cut him off. My son, my son. Oh, ain't you so joyful when mercy cuts you off, when grace cuts you off, and there was a father that wasn't worried about your yesterday. He was just worried about you coming home. I love it. The father looks at his boy. He sees just how he's dressed, wearing the remnants of the far country. Come on, Jesse. Wearing the remnants of where he had been living. <laughs> the bruises, the mud, the ripped clothes. <laughs> but the grace of the father he looked at where his boy had been and he looked at the shape his boy was in. What did he say? Someone, go get him a new robe. Brother <laughs> Jeffries, if I could bring it down to my terms, it was almost like the father looked at his boy and said, let's get the past off of you. Let's make all things new, saith God. Let's give you a fresh start. Let's give you a new chapter. Let's give you a new beginning. You ain't gonna be ruined by your yesterday. But God, 
God can give you victory to march into tomorrow. Does he not have the power to do it? We preach the revival a million miles away from here. They brought Sister Jessie a little basket to the room. They didn't give me nothing. I was halfway offended. I guess they must have heard my prayers. They gave me a little black box. She still got more than me, though. But anyways, they gave me a little black box. And on the box was one word. Will luck. Okay. Huh. I opened the box up and said, congratulations. You're the proud owner of a will luck tactical ink pen. Well, I felt tough all of a sudden. Upon further investigation, it was more than just a pen. On one end was a flashlight. The other end was the ink pen. It had a bottle opener on one end of it, a little compass on one end of it. You open it up, magnifying glass, fire starter, had a little hammer that you can break glass with, even had a whistle if I ever got into distress. Whew. I told Jesse, I said, you better be thankful. You not only married one tough guy, but I just went up another level. Whew. I can break into a bank, see my way in, write a check, then blow a whistle and blame it on somebody else. The little card that came with the pen said congratulations on your new Will Luck ink pen. It's everything you need wrapped up in one. I started shouting. <laughs> then my mind went back to Isaiah when he had to take a look into that prophetic telescope and he saw through the centuries and his eyes beheld he who was to come. Then it was his job, Brother Hughes, to try to describe who his eyes beheld. What are you going to say, Isaiah? Whew. I don't know. Let me get my pen. Well, if he had, if he had, had a will luck, you know, really, let me get my pen here. For unto us, a child is born. Let me take another look. For unto us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I'm telling you, he has the power to give you victory over your past. He's everything you need. He's a healer. He's a helper. He's a head lifter. He's a deliverer. He's the divine line. Whatever you need, God can do it in your life. 
As one man said, the closer I got to God, the further I got away from my past. Lord, give someone the victory over their past. Charles Coulson was Richard Nixon's right-hand man. The hatchet man, they called him. Said he would betray his own grandmother in service of Richard Nixon. Well, the Watergate scandal happened, and Charles Coulson was the fall guy. Sentenced to prison. It was in prison where Charles Coulson found Jesus Christ. And Charles Coulson was quoted as saying that what he had to go through broke him from the clutches of his past. In prison, once he found the Lord, God laid on his heart to begin a foundation called Prison Fellowship where ministers will go to prisons and have one-on-one -on -one contact with men who have been sentenced for years. Charles Coulson will come out of prison, start prison fellowship that is still running today. Charles Coulson said this. He said, I was either going to let my past become my tombstone, but God got involved and made it my stepping stone. You can get victory over it, sister. You can get victory over it, brother. It does not have to be the end of you, but it can be the stepping stone to my child in the service of the king. On my desk, I have a little comic. A Peanuts comic. Every now and then, Charles Schultz got anointed. He did this time. Brother Joel, that little comic shows Charlie Brown and Lucy in the baseball field. Lucy's in the outfield, eagerly awaiting the baseball. Charlie Brown's up to bat. Right before he makes contact with the ball, the cartoon shows Lucy begin to wander in her mind of all the times that she stood in the outfield and the ball was hit to her, but she always dropped it. And about that time, Charlie Brown made contact with the ball and it sailed through the air. And as she is still standing there, remembering all those times when she dropped the ball, the ball came right to her, hit her glove, and fell to the ground. Charlie Brown walks back to the outfield and says, Lucy, you almost had it. Lucy said, I know, Charlie Brown. I almost had it, but my past got in my eyes. All those times when you almost, you almost found that forgiveness that your soul needs. You almost found your way to victory. You almost got to that place where God could use you. A 
full of grace, but you pass God in your eye. I come tonight to try to direct you unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm trying to get your past out of your eyes. I want you to focus in on him. Woo! Looking unto Jesus. <laughs> you can find forgiveness over your yesterday. Brother Chad, you don't know the magnitude of my mistakes. No, I don't. But I know the power of his blood. Stand your feet in this house. As Jesse begins to sing, I'm going to pull here for just a few moments. I feel the Holy Ghost around this altar. I feel the Holy Ghost around this altar. For in whom the Son, if he therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Jesus has showed up here tonight at Safe Haven on a Saturday night because someone needs to find freedom from your yesterdays. Someone needs to find forgiveness from the mistakes of your yesterdays. Someone needs to find liberty over the pool of your yesterday. I said it once, I'll say it again. Heaven has come to stop a hanging. I believe that God has ordained this service if there's just one that'll step out from them pews and say, Brother Chad, right now, I'm coming to Calvary and I'm getting freedom from my past. It's held me down. It's bullied me. It's accosted me. It's abused me. It's kept me down under its foot. But tonight, I'm the victor. Tonight, I'm the conqueror. Tonight, I'm the overcomer. Christ died so that I could live victorious. Motan, I want to come to that altar. This altar's open right now. How about it, sir? How about it, ma'am? Nobody needs to know the mistakes, what your yesterdays entail. But I know right now, we're fixing to get victory in this house. Somebody's fixing to get victory over their yesterdays. My past will not hang me. I said my past will not hang me, but it'll be a stepping stone. Well, I'm reaching for somebody. Oh, saints of God, would you pray? Right now, right now, there's a spot for you at this altar. That said, I'm getting victory over my yesterdays right now. Right now, mercy and grace has their hand extended. Right now, I'm coming to the cross. I'm leaving it there. He's gonna wash me in his blood. And I'm gonna leave knowing all things have been made new. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah.